We're the Nada Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast where we hunt it forward. Three, two, one, podcast. do it. <laughs> Kyle Jackson. Rodney Wood. What's up? <laughs> Seemed a little unfinished there. What? Well, Rodney Wood. Yeah. And then it was just kind of like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> what is up? Today, we're going to talk about stuff and things and things and stuff. Stuff and things. That's an interesting topic. Um, something that a lot of people think about, uh, especially once you get into your advanced years is that a politically correct way of saying it and have we ever cared about being politically correct <laughs> when you get to be an old fart right bucket list hunts bucket list what is and i guess you don't have to be an old fart to have a bucket list no you don't but but uh, you definitely tend to think about it more when you get to your age you tend to think of the things that you haven't done yet and want to do valid point valid point um what's your number one that's a tough one to answer um and you know probably i'll probably get ridiculed for it but i I just have always wanted to hunt moose moose yeah i don't see why that's a big deal no, I, other than people are probably saying, well, why don't you just, you know, pick something a little more exotic or, or you know. But because within reason, I think moose is a very reachable goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's something that I think before I'm too old to go hunting anymore at something that I could actually do and that's not the reason I picked it I just think they're a freaking cool animal they're and I've heard that they're delicious delicious and we're all about the delicious we are about the delicious um, I could go for a mean uh, moose green chili a mean, stew. a mean moose meal right <laughs> yeah so yeah I don't know why uh, it, it's why does any of this stick in your head why, I don't know you know why know. why I know what your number one is, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and the reason, you know, not. I think it's a cool animal as well. Mm-hmm. So, what's your number one? I want to. I want to do a mountain goat. Yeah, um, a very cool animal. Mm-hmm. So why why did that one stick in your head? It just looks cool. <laughs> I, literally, that's that's the reason. It looks cool, um, and it's an, it's an interesting choice for me when you think about. Um, that's a very challenging hunt. Yeah. Very hard hunt to do. And I have never put in for... Here in New Mexico, we have the Ibex hunt on the Florida Mountains. And I've never put in for that hunt because that's a very challenging <laughs> hunt. <laughs> and you want to save like, your one yeah, shot for something how about cool? No. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you know, so... It's, but it's not... It's not you don't want to blow the, out a knee on the floor. Yeah. You just not be able to go hunt your right? mountain goat. The, the, so the mountain goat, it's not because it's a challenging hunt that, that it's number one on my bucket list. It's just, to me, that's a really cool-looking animal. So, like you mentioned, exotics, right? Yeah. Okay, well, and I so, think that's—I think exotics is where a lot of people's mind probably goes. You're you're right, but when you think about us being the, from New Mexico, yeah, we don't have moose. No, so well, basically, to us, basically one wanders in. Yeah, but, but not not like real moose. Right? So basically, to us, both moose and mountain goats are exotic. In a, in a fashion, yes. Yeah, yeah, because we don't have them here. Correct. We can't. So we, draw, we can't that put available. in for them. We can't yeah. draw them. There's, there's no. Not here in New Mexico. Yeah, we can't drive up to the mountains and see them if we want to. Yeah, there's it, so it, they they hold some a little bit of mystique for us. Yeah. So by definition, they are exotic to us. Yeah. They're not exotic to, uh, you know, North America. No. Um, but they are exotic to us. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, mountain goat for me. Uh, now, now, a bucket list 
uh, a, a list does not consist. A bucket one. <laughs> yeah, that's a bucket one. Um, <laughs> the list pebble in the bottom of the bucket. Right. The list is more than one, um, and I have several uh, animals or hunts um, on my list. You know, that's just that's just top dog. Yeah. You know, but yeah, when you do, when you think of a bucket list, that's where a lot of people's minds initially go to your overseas exotic animals yeah. like i want to go to africa and i want to shoot seven different animals while i'm there yeah kind of thing and that's cool i don't really have a uh i don't have a desire to go to africa to hunt there's a lot of those animals like you know uh, the black kudu which i would love the opportunity to hunt in a natural setting yes or Make sure that that's a because I know there are opportunities to hunt those animals in in North America in the United States in particular, but they're not necessarily in natural, natural setting. setting. Yeah, not not the experience that you would want. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and and so, but I don't necessarily have a desire to go to Africa and hunt, or you know anywhere in Europe or Australia or New Zealand for that matter. I'm I'm a kind of a North America kind of guy, you know. Well, let's be honest. You don't want to go anywhere you can't take your gun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Well, and, uh, and not but not not rifle. I mean uh, your your uh your pistol. Yes. Yeah. I want to I want to I want to stay where I feel, you know, safe. Yeah. <laughs> and loved. <laughs> so, no, I, I yeah, I'm so I'm, New York so. Right. No, I'm New just York. kidding. I just uh, kidding. No, yeah. I I like uh, you know, I like it here. Um well, you know, I I think that's a good a valid valid point to make is that while a lot of people's minds go to those exotic destinations, mm-hmm. uh, realizing just the sheer amount of um, game that we have in New Mexico or in New Mexico and in the United States as a whole, and to realize that we have animals here that. People all over the world, we take them for granted. Yeah. People all over the world would like to take one. Mm-hmm. Uh, pronghorn antelope, the United States is the only place that's found in the world. Yep. Yep. Uh, and so it's an, it's an interesting perspective to uh, kind of ruminate on is that we, particularly me and you, I'm sure, but for me, living in the northeast part of New Mexico daggum things are menace right growing up on a ranch yeah they're almost a nuisance for you yeah they're just just been a total nuisance uh you know the ranchers complain about them because they eat all the grass and yeah and all that but uh it, it is an interesting perspective to wrap your head around to to sit back and realize that this is the only place in the world that they are found yeah yeah well and and, and that, you know, a perfect example of that is like, you know, so we have um, three um, Quote unquote, big game, exotic, big yeah. game species in New Mexico that are non-native, they're evasive species, they're exotics, the Barbary or Audad. Yep. Um, and right here in my home county, we have the Oryx. Yep. And just uh, county or Gimsbach, if you yeah. follow the African names. Right. And just a county or so over, we have the Persian ibex. Yes. So those are three exotic species that you can um, apply for and hunt here in New Mexico. Yeah. At one point, they even uh, released some uh, Iranian ibex, I think it was. Uh, they didn't make it, though. Uh, but it, um, there's actually even a place up in the northern part of the state on the Bell Ranch. It's private. You can't hunt it. Uh, without permission, but uh, they actually have some Himalayan tar up there. Oh, nice! Yeah, there. It's not a. It's not like it's a, not a draw. It's not it's a not draw. It's draw. not a huntable population. It's they're basically seen as kind of pests and yeah. Anyways, very interesting. Yeah. I don't even know what a Himalayan tar looks like. Uh, it it kind of look, it up. almost looks like a almost looks like an odd with shorter horns. If if I remember right. Um, they're, they're, yeah. Like I said, it's not, it's not like a, it, it's not an animal that 
is it is a funny looking yeah. dude. Like I said, it kind of wow. Kind of looks like a kind of looks like it's a, a goat. Barbary, just really short. Yeah, right. It's a goat, but it, you know, it's it's not something that that's established, uh, and I don't. It's not protected, so just need private permission. Just need private permission to permission go, to go on yeah. private property. So have at it. Yeah. So there you go. If if one of your bucket list items is a Himalayan tar. Uh, go talk to the Bell Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell they, them I sent you. Right? They might can help you out. Uh, and I don't even know, uh, man. Last time I, last time I heard somebody had seen one of those on the ranch was a couple of years ago. So there may not even be any left. But yeah, they could have taken them all out of there. But yeah, back to your your original point uh, when you. When you think about some of those exotics here in New Mexico, we we have three that we yeah you just kind of kind of take for granted because right. you can just put in for them just like yep. and I, so again I'm sure that there's people up there in you know like let's say Idaho that or or Maine or or you know some of them nor- northern states where they have moose and they have mountain goats. And they have those opportunities to go hunt it, hunt them. They're like, that's your bucket list item? Really? Idiot. Right? <laughs> um, and then I'm sure that there's people that their bucket list item is uh, Oryx. And here I got one in my backyard. Yeah. Um, see them all the time. See them all the time, yeah. yeah. So it's it's interesting how that works, you know. But but to us, you know, those things are exotic. And, and to us, these things around here, the Barbaries and the Oryx and... Although I've never seen a Persian Ibex, I've heard about them, mm-hmm. and it's been talked about so much that it's not an exotic to me. Yeah, you know, because they're they're here. Yeah. yeah. So. So yeah, uh, it it's definitely in, like like we were talking about an inter- interesting concept because the bucket list is such a personal it is type of um, wish list. Based on who knows what, like you said, I I can't tell you why moose no is my yeah. number one is as just what I always wanted to kill one. So. And, it, and and to me, moose is because moose is also on my list. Like we said, a list you know one one does not make one a list. does not make a list. So um, you know moose is um, also on my list. It's not as high on my list as it is on yours, but it's on my list. Um, number two on my list is not in the lower 48 actually it is sometimes yeah but not all the time there's a very small herd that crosses out of canada into um the lower 48 uh, and that's um mountain caribou mm-hmm. uh, that's number two on my list but you can't hunt them in the lower 48. you cannot hunt them in the lower 48 no you have to go to bc you have to go to bc and and so if i understand correctly there's no difference between the mountain caribou and the tundra caribou in Alaska. Biologically. Correct. Correct. That's what, so, I, that's what I understand as well. Yeah. But um, it has look name. at the pictures. It has the name mountain. <laughs> well, no, look at the pictures. I know, I know, I, mean, I know. I, I, the, the pictures <laughs> that I've seen of, of the mountain caribou, and I don't know, maybe it's just the picture, but it's just a very cool looking it, it's it probably probably animal. does have something to do with that word mountain because <laughs> yeah i like to i like you know, it just tundra doesn't to me you know personal opinion we're all about personal opinions here um you can have your own but tundra doesn't you know, it doesn't promote. Doesn't it evoke that? Yeah, that passion, that, that passion. desire, like mountains. See, does. I'm not near as picky as you. I'll take caribou from the tundra, in tundra any day of the week. That's another one on my uh, list. That's I, I, on and my I'm list. not saying I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to go um, take one off of the tundra in Alaska. It's just um, so if I stand now. Now tell me this. Um, so when me and Dion and you began talking about bucket list items, yeah. both of you said, well, you didn't just say moose. You said BC moose. Yeah. So you say you're not as picky as me, but I'm going to call you out. 
Because you didn't say moose. I said I'm not as picky as you on the caribou. You said BC I said, moose. I said I'm not as picky yeah. as you on the caribou. <laughs> Backtrack. I'm not backtracking. <laughs> we were talking about caribou. <laughs> so BC moose. There's a difference apparently between BC moose and Idaho moose. Uh, yeah. It, it, but there's not a difference in the moose. It's a different. You want to go to BC and hunt them. I do. Yes. Yeah. And. It, if I could hunt a mountain caribou in BC, I would do. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's it's just like well, okay, whitetail. All right, whitetail in New Mexico. There's a big difference in a whitetail in New Mexico and a Kansas, Kansas whitetail. Yeah, or, or a Missouri a Sas- yeah. Saskatchewan whitetail. Yeah, there's big difference. So it's not just. Yeah, it's the same biological animal i get that <laughs> but there's a difference yeah there's there's a difference in the way they look and the way they're hunted and and so on and so forth so big difference big difference yeah um coming back to kind of like the discussion of of the the exotics the the a lot of people's minds go to to the overseas exotics, and mm-hmm. you know it's it's Africa, it's uh, the Middle Eastern goat species, you know the Iran ibex and things like that that often come to mind. Um, you you, all, you sometimes you can't rule out like we were talking about some of those domestic exotics. That's mm-hmm. not really our cup of tea, no. Other than here in New Mexico, because you can kind of hunt them in, in a semi-natural state. They're, yeah. they're free range. Yeah, they're free range. And I think that's I, 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 where you're going there with that is there, there are opportunities to hunt these exotic animals, what we call exotic, yeah. um, in the, the, the continental U.S. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's a little different. They're, off, they're oftentimes kind of, it feels, feels like a canned hunt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, what's the little... The um, black buck? No, the little spotted deer things that oh, I had access. the access deer. Yeah, yeah. So I had an opportunity to go down to Texas and hunt an access deer, um, and I didn't necessarily pass it up. It I just didn't work real hard to make it happen. Yeah, because we've talked about it a lot. Neither me nor you get real excited about sitting in a tree stand no or a ground blind no that's just not our style it's not our style we want to be on our feet moving yeah spot and stock is is our favorite yeah um ambush hunting i guess you could call it ambush hunting for elk when you're calling them in because you're you're kind of getting to a spot and then waiting for them to come to you but we're not really waiting for them to come to us yeah we're attracting them when you're trying to call them in so i don't know if it but spot and stock predominantly or still hunting yeah is predominantly what we like to do we like to be on our feet we like to be moving neither one of us can sit still for more than 15 minutes without falling asleep (laughs) so usually because we've walked about 15 or 20 miles right so that's our cup of tea you know you 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 can have your cup of tea um you know just but those those opportunities are there there yeah if it's if you know, it depends on, on what your preference is. If you just would like to take one of those animals, yeah, absolutely. The, the uh, There are a lot of opportunities, you know, specifically Texas, that that that, mm-hmm. that area. Um, here in New Mexico, high yeah, high fence type of stuff. But here in New Mexico, we've got the, you know, free range, free, free range mm-hmm. stuff, which I think is a, you know, in, in our opinion, yeah, uh, we like that better because it's, you know, a little bit more fair chase. It's there's some skill in it. There's some challenge to it. Uh, so yeah, a little to us again, it's a little bit more. You, I personally feel like I've accomplished something more yeah. than just um, having harvested an animal. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean it. it those opportunities are out there. Yeah, yeah. There are plenty of them here. Um, and then we talked about how they're regional. You know, like I said, we, we kind of hit that where we don't have the those types of animals here, so they become they ha- they hold intrigued that, yeah, to us. Yeah, they hold that, that certain mystique. So yeah. uh, the things that are 
normal for us, uh, you mm-hmm. know, may, may be what's on somebody else's bucket list somewhere else. But uh, those regional large game animals mm-hmm. uh, are often uh, what people talk about whenever they talk about uh, their bucket list. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Uh, Alaskan uh, grizzly, yeah, uh, and and then you get into the rare, the kind of the rare ones, uh, like the mountain caribou, mm-hmm. like the uh, you know the Alaskan brown bear, like mm-hmm. a polar bear, like the muskox, yeah, and, and those the, those are getting a little bit more specific than just the regional. Those are yeah. kind of the rare animals rare. that you yeah. kind of you got to search that that animal out. Yeah, yeah, um, buffalo. Or bison, mm-hmm. um, you know that's that's an interesting one. Um, we like to play, you know, old west out here. <laughs> I don't know that it gets more uh, good old days than to go go on a buffalo. Hunt. Get you a buffalo, yeah. Um, so that's that's a good example of a, a regional animal that's rare. Um, I don't think I've had any interest in going and hunting buffalo. If someone now, I would do it. Yeah, if someone yeah. gave me a hunt, right. I would do it. But if I'm gonna pay for something, uh, yeah, it's not gonna be a, a no. bison. No, it's not. I've I've got my top three. I've had a bison burger. They're yeah. good. Yeah, I've I've got my top three, and those are the three that I'm willing to save. You know bag steal and borrow kind of thing that we talk about all the time i'm willing to save for those you know and that's the the mountain goat um number one the mountain caribou number two and then the moose number three is that a mountain moose (laughs) (laughs) if if they had a mountain moose that's probably the one i would prefer (laughs) you know somebody's gonna come with a mountain moose subspecies right just so i can go hunt it (laughs) You give me a call. <laughs> You're probably going to make some money off of me anyway. <laughs> you know, um, but so aside from having those, so those are kind of the three specific animals that I have. Yeah. Um, that, I, that, that are on my bucket list. And they're not, that's not all that's on my bucket list. I mean, there's a lot of things that I want to go hunt. You know, you mentioned brown bear. Um I'm extremely interested in that. Yeah. I'm also a little terrified of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but, but no, I'm extremely interested in that. But aside from the specific animals that, that we're, you know, we're talking about, there's some specific types of hunts that I want to go on. Yeah. And, and again, these are all very personal type of things right? because I know... You know, for you, there's there's a few things that you have that for anybody else, it doesn't matter. No. Yeah, it's... Uh, you know, you, you want to... I know you want to take something with your granddad's 30-30. Exactly, yeah. And, and I, was, I meant I was going to bring that up. Um, so, yeah, I've got my granddad's 30-30 that his granddad bought brand new... Um, and I don't, I don't know if it was 1907 or 1911. I've got a, I've, I've been meaning to take that serial number off of that and find oh out God. when it was made so I could know exactly when it was purchased because it was either 1907 or 1911. Either way, over 100 years ago. Yes. Um, and my family, so not only is is my family been in America a long time, we've been in New Mexico a long time, so way before it was a state. Yeah, we, we've been here Same a, a long, long time. Yeah, and that gun was bought here in New Mexico. It was, you know, when it was passed down through the generations, and it's been passed down to me, and it'll go down to my son. It's a very old gun. It has been the instrument of many of, of many a deer harvest, mm-hmm. and I want to take an animal, specifically a deer here in New Mexico with that 3030. Yeah. And I'll make that happen someday and then it'll go on the wall until it's time for me to give it to my son. Yeah. And then he'll take an animal with it and it'll go on the wall until it's time for him to get his son. So that's that's a bucket list of a whole different nature because yes. that has nothing to do with 
animal, even though I say I specifically want it to be a deer. Yeah. That's more of a I want it to be a deer because that's what my granddad used it for was hunting deer. Yeah. Um, so it'd be cool to take a deer with it, hang it up on the wall till it's time to pass it on. And see, that's a, that's a bucket list item that you have that I don't have. Yeah. Uh, you know, while I've got, my dad had, you know, some guns, mm-hmm. I don't have anything that really has that cool history of he got yeah. it from his granddad and yeah. he got it from, you know, and so a uh, little bit envious of that on, on my end just because it's so cool sure. to have that history. Yeah. Yeah. It, However, it is, you know, that type of thing, you know, it, it, it does make you want to create mm-hmm. that type of legacy. It does. It does. Uh, the, the passing it on part and, and, and teaching my son how important that is, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you know, all I can do is hope that that will be ingrained in him like it is in me. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a big deal to me for sure. Um, man, it might be top of the list, but it's just, uh, it's a different kind of yeah portion to the bucket list, you know? Yep. Yep. Um, if you guys are listening out there, uh, drop us some comments. Uh, what What's your guys' bucket list? What do you, What are you guys um, interested in? Uh, because there, there's so many different facets to this bucket list issue. Uh, it would be really interesting to, to hear some some of, some different mm-hmm. uh, viewpoints. You know, we're going to talk about a few more here, uh, but but I wanted to kind of throw that out there see if we can get some conversation started yeah yeah let us know because there may be something maybe something that we we hadn't even thought about right um we talked a lot about the large game uh there are people there and and this kind of heralds back to some of our other podcasts in that we you know we want to recognize that uh, there's all different types of hunters out there Mm -hmm. uh there's people out there who have absolutely no interest in big game nope yep small game small game Birds, uh, birds, upland birds. Mm-hmm. Um, good example of that. Uh, well, and, and when you, you say there's people out there, I'm one. I mean, I think both of us are highly interested in in the uh, uh, ribeye of the sky. Yeah, I would. I, I would very much like to go on a, a crane hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sandhill crane. I think you know. I don't know. I don't know that either of us consider that a bucket list item. Just, just uh, something that's cool that we want to do. Yeah, we'd like to do. I, I guess technically you could call that a bucket list, but it, yeah. but it's not one I would bump anything anything else that's officially right. on my bucket right. list for. Yeah, yeah, but it's something that we want to do. I mean, we went grouse hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, that was on our list of things to do. Yes. You know, uh, I think a lot of times we do kind of pigeonhole ourselves, you know. Um, you know, I, I know growing up, um, growing up I hunted deer and elk. Mm-hmm. I didn't hunt anything else. Well, I mean, we hunted quail and turkey and stuff like that, but I mean, big game. We hunted deer and elk, and I hunted them in, we'll say one unit. For those of you that have been in New Mexico for a long time, you know that we didn't used to have units. I mean, we had the units, but the hunts were drawn up in what we called regions. Yeah. So you'd have a few units per region. We were region N, where I grew up, and that's the only place I hunted. Um, growing up, that's it. Yeah. We didn't branch out, and it wasn't really until me and you got together that we kind of started branching out, um, which brings me to another bucket list <laughs> item. Yeah, it's another type of bucket list item. Um, we're trying to hunt big game, or, well, I don't guess it's necessarily big game, but we're trying to hunt something in every unit in the state. Yes. So that's kind of another bucket list. Yeah. Um, I don't guess it's kind of, it is it another is. bucket list item it's, for us to accomplish. We, it's almost, it's funny how, how it evolves as you go along. Cause mm-hmm. it, I don't think we started out that way. It just kind of ended up, we started looking at different places to hunt and looking at draw odds and realizing that if we wanted to have a good opportunity to draw every year, we were going to have to move be willing to hunt different places yeah yeah and it was, it was again inadvertently created this bucket list item right. that we have of hunting of hunting, hunting the whole state the whole state yeah so, yeah uh but 
back to what you're talking about, small game. Well, not just small game. The that idea, you know, you just grew up hunting deer. You yeah. just grew up hunting elk. I was kind of the same way. I just, I really, I really wasn't even interested in deer until I started hunting with you. Yeah. And now I really like mule deer. I really love mule deer hunting. Uh, so I, I used to be an elk guy. Yeah. Uh, that's all I really wanted to hunt because I was just looking to fill a freezer or, yeah. or whatever. But uh, as you go through life and you realize the opportunities that are out there to get you in the field and hunt, uh, small game, upland birds, waterfowl, mm-hmm. uh, trapping, so chasing good. fur bears, yeah. predator hunting. Uh, it just opens up a whole new world for you. It did. It did. And that's exactly what happened to us, especially, you know, and we talk about education a lot. And I know we're squirrel here, but we talk about education. Small game. Right. There you go. We're We're right on track. (laughs) (laughs) We talk about educating yourself a lot. And one one of the things that this podcast has done for us is kind of forced us to start diving into, and we already were a lot more than we had been. Yes. But now it's forced us to start diving into even more than we used to. So much more. Yeah. Different um, different disciplines in di- the hunting yeah. world and methods, uh, methods, manners, and madness, stuff. just you know all of it. And so I find myself more and more with a desire to hunt more and more different things. Uh, the, the grouse hunting that we did last year is a perfect example. Um, it's a pretty we're stretching it to call that going on a grouse hunt. I understand, but we were we were our, our faithful listeners know we were hunting grouse whilst scouting for elk. elk. Yeah. We were totally legal for elk whilst hunting grouse. Totally legal. Uh, um, little funny story. If you didn't know, uh, we got called in on that. We get called in on Did that. you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Tell me. So uh, the local game warden up there actually got a call that somebody was, because that, that's bow season. Mm-hmm. We and were, we were carrying bow season and we were rifles. carrying rifles. But uh, 22 rifles for you listening. 22 rifles for grouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they called the local game warden and said that there were people in there hunting elk with high power rifles. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. So they were scrambling to try and find us. You you reckon 22s are considered high power rifles? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, we it was because it was because my my that little 22 I was carrying had mm-hmm. a scope on it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that doesn't surprise me, especially considering that we run into close proximity three separate three hunters? separate. Um, and I felt bad. I actually, I actually felt bad about that. Um, not because we didn't have the right to be in there, because we absolutely had the right to be in there. Um, and the laws as they were constructed um, pinned us down to that. I mean, you know, that was our only option. See, and I don't feel bad about it. No, I, I don't feel for bad the, about for it. For the specific yeah. reason that that is public ground. Mm-hmm quote-unquote public ground it was mm-hmm. it's it's the neblet it's the game management area but the rules in there are set up and you should expect that sure and, and i feel bad about it in the sense that i know what we were doing i mean we were we were legitimately going grouse hunting yeah we we took a an extremely long walk looking for grouse in an area that we knew we weren't going to hunt for elk yes okay a, a long walk looking for grouse on that hunt yeah um and then we come around and we went into an area that we knew we were going to be hunting for elk yeah um and and went grouse hunting in there yes well, we were truly looking for grouse don't get me wrong but I, we knew there were people in their archery hunting, and yeah. I, I feel bad in the sense that I don't want to mess up anybody's archery hunt. I don't feel bad that I was hunting and that I was in there and that I messed up their hunt because I have every right to be in there. But I didn't want to – I'll put it this way. 
I would have, I would go in there again. Yep. I'm not going to stay out of there. <laughs> but if I had the choice of going in there and not disturbing anybody or going in there and disturbing somebody, I'm going to choose going in there and not disturbing anybody. Yeah, See what I'm saying? absolutely. But at the but welcome to public land but hunting. Yeah, about at the same time, welcome to public land hunting. Yeah. And um, without disparaging the people... They this were is, sitting there waiting for something to walk by. Yeah, and and during our hunt, yeah, that when we were actually in there hunting, yep, um, we had people walking right on top of us. Absolutely, welcome to public land hunting. Yeah, so like I said, I don't feel bad for doing what I do, what I did. I just feel bad that doing what I did ended up causing me to cross paths with other people because I just as soon not interrupt their hunt. Yeah, but I, like I said, I'm still going to go, and I would go again. Well, here's how I look at it. They interrupted our hunt. No, I'm just right? kidding. They messed up our grouse hunt. <laughs> scare all the grouse. What if that was their bucket list hunt? You done scared. Uh, what if that was get, their bucket list? They need list. to get a better bucket list. <laughs> yeah, they do. They need to get a better bucket list. <laughs> well, that did scared my grouse away. Yeah. That was a trophy grouse. Um, <laughs> where, what are we, where are we at? What are we talking uh, about? We're talking about... Uh, the the different methods the so small game you know we talked small about game. small game uh, there's different grouse across the United States mm-hmm. so you could try for a specific you know animal uh, if you're a quail hunter mm-hmm. getting three different types of quail yeah yeah we got the um, we got what do we have here we have in New Mexico we have the the scale quail we have the uh, gambles quail. Uh, we have the Bob Whites. Yep. Um, we have a few of the Montezuma. Mm-hmm. And the blue. Blue quail. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, you know, yeah. So um, your bucket list could be taking one of each of those. Yeah. You know, but um, fishing. And there's, yeah, there's another area. It's not hunting, technically not hunting. but Sure. But there are people who get just as excited mm-hmm. about taking, you know, a Gila cutthroat mm-hmm. as a part of a fishing slam. I caught a Gila trout that was, oh, I'm going to have to remember, one and a half pounds off the state record. Really? Yeah. I don't believe you. Yeah, I don't care. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so I was I was fishing um, in the Gila, obviously. Um, I was just, fishing in Carlsbad, just below uh, Gila Hot Springs, uh-huh. uh, with my father-in-law, and um, there it was. So it wasn't technically one of my bucket list items. So one of my bucket list things used to be it's not anymore but it used to be to float the gila river mm-hmm. to to go up to the the bridge there in gila hot springs and take off there and float from there all the way down um to say like cliff yeah and just spend three or four days floating that river and fishing was one of my bucket list items um it's off my bucket list because they poisoned that river um, to clean it out for the Gila trout. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm not saying that you couldn't do that with the Gila, but we did get to do a small portion of that trip. We hiked down to uh, a portion of the river and then walked it, spent the day walking back up at fishing to the bridge. Um, and then right below the bridge, I saw a neat little pool, cast right into that pool, and bam, got me a nice uh, Gila trout. I didn't know... If it was a brown or a Gila trout, because I, I, I'm not a huge fisherman. I know what rainbows look like, because yeah. that's what I catch the most. I've caught a few browns, but I didn't know what it was. And my father-in-law, who um, I thought knew yeah. for certain, because uh, he was actually on the project where they built some of those dams to keep the keep the, the other the fish from barriers, getting, making, fish it, barriers, yeah, yeah. making it up to the Gila trout waters. Um he, he wasn't sure if it was a brown or healing either, and I gutted the dang thing. Um, got some nice pictures with it, but yeah, I gutted the dang thing. And 
Yeah, probably probably about a pound and a half off the state record. Huh, that's that's crazy. So I think I think the state record. I'll have to look it up again, but I think it's like four and a half pounds. Yeah, something like that. Um, and it was a three pound trout. Very cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Very cool. And again, that's one of those things where you and I, not big fishermen. Um, no. opportunity. Opportunity, yeah. Um, we, not that we wouldn't like to do a bunch of fishing. It's just here in New Mexico, you got to go such a long way to find enough water to right. catch a fish. Right, uh, especially where I'm at, south, southern New Mexico. Yeah, southern There's New not Mexico. Water There's not. And so... Uh, I'm an I'm like you. I'm an opportunity fisher. If I'm uh, if I'm gonna be in a place where there's an opportunity to catch a fish, I'll take a pull yeah. along. But uh, oftentimes, I'm not gonna spend the money or the time yeah. to take a fishing trip. Now, my grandfather, my mm-hmm. mom's dad, was. Yeah. Uh, he was a fly fisherman, and he would plan trips. And yeah. I, one of my fondest memories of when I was a kid was we went on a a trip to the Gila mm-hmm. with him and I very I remember very little about it other than we got to you know it was cool because we got to stay in a cabin mm-hmm. you know a rustic cabin and being a kid you, you think you're back in the old west right and we went and fished for we probably fished for about 30 minutes you know and then the fishing poles went on the bank and we started playing right and uh got soaking wet and finding the holes and swimming in them and things like that and that was the, Messing last, up your that was the last time i got to go <laughs> go on one of those fishing trips because my granddad you know i was messing sure. up his fishing trip um wish i'd have been a little older when i went on those trips so i right. could have appreciated them a little bit yeah. more and and had a little bit more respect for what he was trying to do right uh but I'm grateful that I did get to go at least on that trip. It gave me time with my dad, with my uncle, with my cousins, and with my granddad. Uh, and, you know, I didn't get to see him a lot. He he lived down in Las Cruces, yeah. and I lived up in the northern part of the state. It was a seven-hour drive for us to go see anybody. He was kind of a cranky old dude anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was an accountant, and he was a true, a, a true accountant where... Yeah, right. He, he wasn't a people person. <laughs> right. And both of us are, are, you know, both of us in our hunting lives, we're both leaning towards traditional forms. Yeah. You know, we both like muzzleloader and archery. Um, so when I do fish, I thoroughly enjoy fly fishing. Um, not like bass fishing, too. That Not a whole lot of opportunity for it where we're here. If yeah. you don't own a boat, yeah. it, there's not a whole lot of good in it. And... I can't make myself buy a boat right now because there's no water close enough for me to take it. So, yeah. so it's going to sit and dry rot in your freaking But there's yard. plenty of people out there that would love, you know, that, that, you know, I'm sure that Blue Marlin is on a lot of people's short list, bucket list uh, for fishing. Yeah, well, yeah. and I actually got an opportunity and did go fish for King Salmon up in Washington. Yeah. Got the opportunity to do that. We went about two miles out in the ocean. I puked my guts out. I bet. And I'll never do that again. Yeah, I ain't going out in the ocean. Uh, I would love to go to Alaska yeah. and fish for salmon there. But but it, you fish for salmon, I'll hunt for the bear that's hunting us. Well, I'll hunt, I'll hunt <laughs> bear too. I'd actually rather do that, but I dang sure will take some salmon. Well, it's, uh, absolutely. But uh, absolutely. yeah, so I, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not going to be a deep fish, you know, deep sea fishing guy. No, uh, just not. not that's not who I am. I've, I've been uh, I've been inland too long. Yeah. Well, um, of course I've never even seen you. <clears throat> I'm not as bad as my dad. My dad used to say, "If you got more water and you got a bathtub, you got too much water." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not yeah, that I'm bad. Not, I do like uh, water a little so, bit more than that. Give me a river. So I'm, I love and we'll, we'll, the majority of the fishing that I did do as a kid was was stream fishing. Yeah. You know the Rio Pinasco. Um, uh, the Tularosa River, stuff like that, you know. So I love uh, you know, river fishing, uh, a lot of fun. Now we are looking to rem- remedy some of this here uh, coming up Shortly. in a couple of couple of months. We do actually have a fishing trip planned. Yes, we do, and I am thoroughly looking forward to that. Yes, yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna fish our little butts all the way around Idaho. Yep. Um, so we're going to go up through Utah, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming. I don't know if we'll get to fish all those states. Uh, 
I looked up. I looked up. Looked up Montana. It's a fifty dollar license for. Was it Montana or Wyoming? It was Mont. It was Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming. No, it was Montana. Montana. Yeah, it was like a fifty dollar license for two Two days fishing. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, we'll see. Might be the only opportunity I have to do it. We'll see. Yeah, it's hard to. Well, speaking of bucket lists, you know. It'd be hard to pass up the opportunity to fish Montana, even if it's just for a day. I know. And 50 bucks, what's 50 bucks going to buy you? I mean, I I, I get what you're saying, but we're going to be coming down through the Yellowstone and Grand Tetons, and it's going to be hard not to stop at some of that water and wet a line. (laughs) You know it. I know it. Yellow Dog knows it. I do. (laughs) I do. I'm not um, saying we will, but I'm just saying it's going to be hard for us not to. Yeah. So if any of you guys know some good places to go mm-hmm. fishing up there, man, give us a heads up because yeah. we'd love to go do it. Yeah, we're going to be coming down through uh, uh, from through West Yellowstone. Yes. And then down through Yellowstone, and now we're going all over Idaho. I guarantee you, we're going to fish Idaho because we're going to be there for several days. We're basically going to be in Montana for a for day. A day. We're going to be in Wyoming, Wyoming for, for a day. day. We're going to um, be in Utah for a day. For a day, yeah. So um, Utah, I'm positive we won't fish. Um, yeah, probably not. But Idaho, I know we're going to fish. And Montana, I, I, I don't know that we can say no to that. I know. You know. It's going to be really hard not to. And then our night stay in Wyoming, too. We're going to wake up right next to, we to the may, river. We may have to do that. We may just, you know... Yeah, we'll save we'll save some money. Not eat out one night, I guess. That's fifty bucks right there. Yeah, we can save the money by you know, eating out of the ice chest. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're not doing <laughs> motels and stuff. We're tent trap. We're we're you know we're tenting it up the whole way. Yeah. Cots and tents and tarps and crap like that. You know, hopefully it's. The weather will cooperate to where we can just. Uh, pitch our cots out on the. Yeah. Side of the road kind of deal, but. Yeah, you could see. There's another perfect bucket list. Is you know, so there's a couple of states that I haven't been to yet. Up in that area, you know, I've never been to Washington. I've never been to Oregon. We don't have it on our route, but we might pop over. Well, we're gonna we're gonna be driving right by the border, and so I guarantee you, at one point we're gonna go. (laughs) Oregon. Washington. I've been to both those states. I'm good. I have. But yet, if you so haven't, we'll, we'll, we'll make gonna that hit them. We'll I'm going to happen. I'm going to put feet on the ground. There you go. In what? One, two, three, four, five, six, actually, six seven states. Uh, actually, if I remember right, and we need to check into this, mm-hmm. if I remember right, in reading Idaho's fishing rules, there are certain places along the Idaho border with Oregon and Washington where you can fish both sides with one license. Ooh, so we might fish Idaho, Washington, and Oregon yes. all at the same time. If I remember I'm right, liking I that think idea. that is the case. We'll, we'll definitely research that. One of the things that we are proponents of is educating yourself, and we will definitely and research I, that. I, that. That just spurred my memory because I read, I read, I was reading fishing stuff. We'll double check and that. And I think think that's the case i'll say this i know one i know one place we're going to be fishing mm-hmm. and i don't know which way the river flows i'm assuming it's going to be flowing west but i can stand <laughs> in idaho <laughs> and cast just a little bit downstream <laughs> and reel up real fast <laughs> no but i actually i i do remember what that is, i what think is that, there what is that saying never get Drunk in the same bar in two states? <laughs> I don't know. That would have to be your saying. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been drunk in two bars in, in one state. So. Right. No, uh, one bar, yeah. It's, when, you, when the bar is on the border, yeah. Huh? You know, sufficient on the border. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll look into that because that, that may be something we have to make happen. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm there. That's not a question. <laughs> That's not a question. Have you ever fished in the same state or in two states at the same time? Yes. Yes, yes I, I have. have. <laughs> yes. 
Hell we'll yes. have to check on a second rod validation for that because I might have one rod in Oregon and one rod in Idaho. Double fist in that sucker. <laughs> New bucket list item. Uh, you oh. know, I guess to kind of finish out this this conversation about bucket lists, you can't leave out the slams. You, uh, there's, you can't. there's a lot of people who who really get hung on that, and uh, I can't blame them. There's some prestige to it. There's some skill mm-hmm. to it. Uh, you look at, let, let's take, for example, deer. Yeah. Yeah. You got your, your deer slam, which is your whitetail, your mule deer, um, your coos deer, and your blacktail deer. Yeah. Well, the, um, you know, and the slams kind of vary depending on who you talk to, mm-hmm. but generally uh, they say the the deer slam includes two different types of blacktail, the Colombian and the Sitka. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whether you want to get that specific is totally up to you. Yeah, yeah. And, and you got, you know, other kind of slams like the turkey slam. You know, uh, New Mexico has three of the four turkey. Three of the, three of the four. Um, Royal slams. Three of the four Grand Slam and three of the five Royal Slam. Well, so the, 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 the Grand Slam. The Goulds is not a part of the Grand Slam. The They're Goulds the is, the Royal yeah, Slam. the Goulds is not a part of the Grand Slam. It's a part of the Royal Slam. Yeah. And so we have two of the four of the Grand, Grand Slam. Slam and three of the five of the Royal, Royal Slam. Slam. Yeah. Uh, which would be Rio Grande, New Mexico has Rio Grande Merriams and they have Goulds. some Goulds. Um, the game, Department of Game and Fish just pulled off a trade. Well, we went some, we, we sent some, some antelope mm-hmm. to Mexico, and they sent us some gold turkey. Correct. Uh, we already had some gold turkey. Yes. Um, and that just strengthened that population. So, but yeah, there you got the Rio Grande, the Merriams, uh, the Eastern, and then the Osceola or, or Florida, Florida turkey. Yeah. Um, that is your Grand Slam, and then you add the Gould's turkey in it, and that gives you the Royal Slam. Yes. There's also some kind of turkey that's you, that's another part of a slam, and I'd have to look it up, but it's it's some kind of European turkey. So there's, uh, I, I kind of actually got it pulled up right here. Uh, the World Slam is the Royal Slam plus the oscillated wild yeah, turkey that's in Mexico and Central America. Oh, so it's not European. And then you can go to the Canadian Slam, which is harvesting eastern and miriams in any canadian province uh they have the mexican slam which is just the rio grande goulds and oscillated wild turkey uh, and then you have the u.s super slam for turkey which is harvest one wild turkey subspecies in every state except alaska that's going to be impressive right that's a lot of birds i haven't even been to every state in in yeah exactly yeah. can you hunt in california you can hunt turkey. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't remember that meteor, meteor with uh, Joe Rogan? Oh, that's Logan? right. That's you know? right. That's right. I, I just, you know, I, they don't let them do much down there. So I was just curious. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, we got a little hung up on turkey there, but that just gives you kind of an idea of the just the sheer number of different types of animals that we didn't even get into the big game slams. You know, you got a sheep yeah, slam. You got all kinds all of kinds elk slams. <laughs> they've they've got. The North American slam, yeah. where you've got there's 29 different big game species um, that covers that slam. Uh, yeah, a lot of lot of interesting different kind of things. You know, and that could be your bucket list. You know, you maybe you're an extremely accomplished hunter, an yeah. extremely accomplished hunter. Um, it's and, extremely accomplished and hunter. Your bucket list but, is to complete, you know, that slam. Yeah, you know, so a lot of things. Um, one thing I do want to go back to that we didn't touch is kind of method. So we talked about we talked about you know me taking an animal with my granddad's thirty thirty. Yeah. But another kind of bucket list item of mine. It's not necessarily an animal, but it's how I take the animal. So one of my bucket list items is to go um, on a backpack wilderness hunt yeah on foot and i don't i don't care what i take in that scenario be it antelope deer turkey uh whichever yeah uh, i don't necessarily want that one to be elk 
you know, because listen, I love hunting, and you backpack dudes that that are power to <laughs> go out there ten miles and, and harvest an elk and have to drag that thing out. You're a tougher man than me. Uh, me and you hauled your elk out a couple, two, three years ago. Yeah, we didn't even haul it there very far. Like a mile, mile and a half, mile, mile, and a half. mile and a half, and and me and you carried it out, and man, that was cool, great story. Don't care if I ever have to do that again. <laughs> um, now I would love to go on a on a wilderness hunt with horses. Yeah, and harvest an elk. Yeah, that's another thing that I would. We've done that. We've done we that. Didn't but we didn't harvest did the elk. Harvest, correct. So I want to complete that up, but I, and I want to go into a wilderness hunt. Um, but I want to do it even more complete than we did. We we stayed in a cabin, which is cool. Yeah, way cool. But I, I want to do the whole nine yards. I want to do the backpack or the the you know the horses the the tent the, the set your camp whole nine yard yeah kind of deal. Um, and then I also want to do the the backpack on foot. You know, I know that we kind of talked about doing that in the Gila for turkey. Oh, yeah, which would accomplish that. Yeah. Um, but also you know, talk about spin, possibly doing that for coos in Arizona coos deer, or yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, just, you know, with a backpack on your back, moving your camp around. Do the spike um, camp thing. Spike camp, just kind of roam around, move around for five or ten days, I think would be really cool. Um, and that's a bucket list. I don't, I know, and and I know that there's a lot of guys that do that every year. Yeah, and so I think, oh, that's weird. Yeah, but... We haven't. We've had the opportunity. That's not something that we didn't have the opportunity to do. Um, but I guess, you know, we're not professional hunters. Yeah. It's not something that we... Yes, the opportunity is here, but to be able to take the time off of work yeah, and, and go do that and accomplish that is, is more of a feat than than your typical average man has the, the chance to do. So Correct. I would certainly like to do that Yeah, as a as a bucket list item, you know, not necessarily the animal, but the method. Yeah. So, and, uh, <clears throat> talking about, you know, kind of your, your bucket list things, I've always had kind of a dream cause I know, I don't know if it's a bucket list or not. I, I haven't put it on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, right now it's more of a, I guess it does take to, technically qualifies a bucket list because it's not something that I can just readily do but um, my older brother I would love to help him get an Alaskan hunt doesn't matter what it's for oh yeah yeah and that's not even me I mean I'd love to go with him but sure just to, to and I for some reason and it's not I don't know why I single him out other than he um my other two brothers aren't the avid hunters that he is. Yeah. And I think that would be really cool to share that experience with him. Right. So let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all for it. it it's funny because, like, like, so me and Dion, that's same thing. It's not opportunity or, I mean, me and him harvesting an animal together became a bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, that's well documented. We've been through the but, yeah, but literally, that became a bucket list item. Yeah, it became a bucket list accomplishment for us because we hunted together so many times, mm-hmm. and both harvested the animals during that hunt, but at separate times when we weren't hunting together. Yeah, and that's that became a crazy deal that we hadn't accomplished that, and so accomplishing that. You know, I, I got to check that off. You know, I know me and you've never had that problem. We've, we've been slaying shit since we started. <laughs> <laughs> our first hunt, yeah. So, uh, our first hunt was probably our most successful. We both got one. Uh, and fun, funny enough about that, my older brother was part of that. Yep, he was he calling was those in for us. He was there, which was really cool. Um, yeah, that that was. When I'm when I'm pretty sure that was when I first met him, um, and yeah, he called those two elk into us, uh, killed 15 minutes apart, laying 70, 70 yards, 70 yards apart. Yep. Um, and then we had a chore, yeah, to get them back. <laughs> <laughs> Little red Nissan pickup, yes, and orange sticking out everywhere. It's an orange everywhere. We're out of time, guys. It's uh, it's been good. Uh, talking about this 
let us know what some of your bucket lists are um, and join us for the next podcast. Thanks for joining us, guys. Adios. Adios. Thanks for joining Not a Grande Outdoors podcast. Come follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget about our website, www.notagrandeoutdoors.com. Adios. Adios.